Welcome to the Ancient World Podcast. So today we're going to keep uh, going through the Paradiso and the third canto. And uh, we're going to spend the whole episode on, as we did before, just read every line and then comment on all the references from history and from Greek myth and philosophy and the biblical stories. And also see the, the charm and the, the poetic beauty that Dante is filling this canto with. This is much more kind of down-to-earth um, or to the moon, it's a bit smaller scale, and uh, we are just getting to know and understand the nature of of uh, Paradiso, and then we're going to meet some historical people as well. So we are then now. So we came into the sphere of the moon, and in the last episode, Beatrice explained to Dante why the moon has kind of varying degrees of light on it and that is not purely a material reason it's because it's the divine essence and the divine light which is a which is a, of a varied um, kind of in, in variations and then the blend of that is reflected through the sun so Dante opens this third canto with the sun that once warmed my young heart with love so this sets the whole tone and the sun here is Beatrice, and a bit of biography here. So uh, Dante was born in Florence in 1265, and he, um, when he was 12 years old, he was promised and was arranged that he was going to, to marry Gemma Donai, and when he was 20, he married her, and they had three or four kids. But his real love was Beatrice, and they met when they were nine years old, that's when he fell in love for his his whole life. They met once more when he was 18. And when he was 25, Beatrice passed away. So when he talks about his young heart with love, this is Dante coming back to his, his, his big, the love of his life that he met when he was nine years old in Florence. So... Uh, so she had now revealed with proofs and arguments the beauty in the face of what is true. This is the whole second canto where she goes through. Like a third of the canto is about explaining to him why he's wrong. And I, to show that I had understood my error and her wisdom, raised my head just high enough to meet her eyes and speak. When there before my eyes appeared a vision, absorbing my attention so completely that all my thoughts of confessing left my mind this is also he's making a contrast from the from the last canto because now he's describing himself as this shy little boy almost who is uh, about to 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 raise his head and meet her eyes a faint as faint an image as comes back to us of our own face reflected in a smooth transparent pane of glass or in a clear and tranquil pool whose shallow still remains in sight, so pale our pupils could as soon make out a pearl upon a milk-white brow, such faces I saw there eager to speak. So he's describing that he's, he's seeing some faces, but they're very kind of, pale and faded, and he's comparing it, he's making the contrast that it, they, are, they are more kind of faded and hard to see than 
than a, a, a pearl upon a milk white brow would be. I had made the opposite mistake to that which kindled love in one man for his pool. So it's a very subtle reference to uh, Narcissus, the, the Greek myth of Narcissus, the, the boy who falls in love with his own reflection in a, in a river. And uh, this is beautifully written in uh, Metamorphosis with Ovid, how he's seeing his reflection and, and trying to communicate and he's waving and he's, <laughs> he's looking at it and he's getting the responses. Uh, but then in the end, he, he realizes that he can never get to the love that he's, that he's trying to, to, <laughs> to catch or to, to, uh, to get into his life. And then uh, in the end, he, he dies out of grief. So this is a, it's a Greek myth about, so this is where the word narcissism comes from, like you fall in love with yourself and then it's very destructive. But in this case, Dante is saying that he's doing the opposite. So instead of thinking that what you see, uh, like you see a reflection and you think it's real, he sees something real, but he thinks it's a reflection. The moment I became aware of them, believing that they were reflected forms, I turned around to find out whose they were and saw no one. So this, since he thinks that he sees reflections, he's turning around to see the real thing, but he sees nothing. I looked around again into the radiance of my sweet guide, whose sacred eyes were glowing as she smiled. You should not be surprised to see me smile at your naive reaction, she announced. You do not trust the evidence you see. You turn away to stare at emptiness. These are real substances that you behold appearing here because they broke their vows. So this is, each of the spheres have um, a, like a, a moral dimension to it, like the reason why the souls are in the specific sphere. So the first one is those who broke their vows, especially nuns. Speak to them, listen, trust in what they say, for they are filled with the true light of God that gives them peace and does not let them err. I turned then to that shade who seemed to be the most intent to speak, and I began, moved by an overwhelming urge, to say, O well-created soul who in the race of endless life enjoy that sweetness which, till truly tasted, never can be known. How happy it would make me if you were so gracious as to tell me who you are and of your fate. And then this person is responding. Gladly, with smiling eyes, she said, The love in us no more rejects a just request than does the love in him who wills his court to be like love himself. So it's a reminder that now they are in he, he's, or we, and Dante, we are now in, in the heavens, and then love is, uh, is kind of everywhere. So when he has a nice request, they will always respond to it. I was a virgin sister in the world. If you search deep into your memory, you will remember me. So now I am more beautiful by far. I am Picarda. You see me here among those other blessed blessed all of us within the slowest sphere. 
So Picarda is a person. So she's a relative of Dante's wife, and she also she's also the sister of a person called Corso. And Corso was one of those who contributed to Dante being in exile. So Dante was also a political person in Florence, and in 1301, when he was 36 years old, he was banned from the city for the rest of his life. So then he spent his time in mostly in, uh, in the north, northern Italy, in Verona and in Ravenna, and he wrote a whole comedy while, while he was in exile. And then she continues. You, uh, and she also says the slowest sphere, so this is the... Kind of the first sphere is the slowest one. It's reflective of the, the lowest of the angelical orders in the Empyrean. So this is slowest because it's furthest, farthest away from, from the source and kind of the highest energy. Our own desires that are stirred alone in the desires of the Holy Ghost rejoice confirming to his ordering. Our station, which appears so lowly here, has been assigned because we failed our vows to some degree and gave less than we pledged. So, the sphere is for those who fail their vows, but it's not because it's not because their own fault. I said, your faces shine so wondrously with something indescribably divine, transforming them beyond the memory, and so I was not quick remembering. But now, with what your words have just revealed, I find it easy to recall your face. So since Dante knew Picarda in, in real life, and he, he doesn't recognize her immediately, it's because they are now in the heavens, and they are partly transformed by, by the, the grace and the glory and the divine love. But tell me, all you souls so happy here, do you yearn for a higher post in heaven? to see more, to become more loved by him. So this is, Dante is curious about how this works with the hierarchy of the, the nine spheres. And since they're in the lowest sphere, in the first sphere, if they are not happy with this. And it's partly a, a reminder of the beginning, the first book with the Inferno, when he comes to Limbo, which is a kind of an outer circle almost, like it's within the Inferno, but it's not, it hasn't properly started. And limbo is where everyone who was born before Christ or who died before they were baptized. And they are then stuck in limbo forever. So they're not in pain, but they they are left with an eternal longing for something else, but they are just they they will be there. So this is partly a reference to why Dante is then asking if they would if they would want to be somewhere else. She gently smiled, as did the other shades. Then came her words so full of happiness, she seemed to glow with the first fire of love. So the gently smile is kind of implying that they think it's, it's charming that he is new in the heavens, so he still doesn't understand fully like, the nature of the, the, the places he is in. Um, and then she's also glowing. So the first fire of love could be both uh, the first time, like if you fall in love, the first time you have this first fire. And it could also be the divine love, which is the first, first love. And probably both. 
Brother, the virtue of your heavenly love tempers our will and makes us want no more than what we have. We thirst for this alone. If we desire to be higher up, then our desires would not be in accord with his will who assigns us to this sphere. So, here we're getting to know more of the nature of... And we're also reminded of that things are unnaturally drawn to where they belong. And also that this is paradise. <laughs> so, like the degree of the love or the light or the, the speed which like, the spheres are turning is not so important as the fact that they are in paradise. And then they also would prefer to be where they belong because that is according to their capability also. So that's another topic that if you come to the wrong sphere, if it's too strong for you, you wouldn't be happy. So you, you will be kind of where you naturally belong. This is also one of the many, many references to the beginning that like the, the glory of the one who moves all things is reflected throughout the whole of the universe in some places more, in some places less. Think carefully what love is and you'll see such discord has no place within these rounds since to be here is to exist in love. Indeed, the essence of this blessed state is to dwell here within his holy will so that there is no will but one with his. The order of our rank from height to height throughout this realm is pleasing to the realm as to that king who wills us to his will. In his will is our peace. It is the sea in which all things are drawn that it itself creates or which the work of nature makes. Then it was clear to me that everywhere of heaven is paradise. Though there the light of great supreme does not shine equally. Again, back to the beginning. And also there is this tiny word, which is very important in terms of reminding us and making the distinction that Dante is sitting on earth and writing about this experience of going to, uh, into the heavens, into paradise. So suddenly he's, when he says there, it's, kind of, it's the author who is talking. If he had said here, <laughs> it would be in the, in the voice of the pilgrim that is making the journey. This is a subtle reminder, but it's also it goes into the whole rhythm of the book because Dante is never he always makes or for the most part usually makes it a blend of moods. And there's so many times if it goes it becomes very symbolic or very emotional, or very spiritual, he balances it with something scientific or a a little kind of address direct to the reader or just some humor. So, as happens when we find we've had our fill of one food but still crave another kind, while giving thanks for this, we ask for that. So did my words and gestures beg to know about the cloth through which she had not drawn the shuttle of her incompleted wow. So he's making a, an image of, of food again, <laughs> like he had uh, in the beginning, like if you, when he tried to explain some of the paradise he said don't leave the table yet so now he's saying that he has he has had some food but he still wants another dish and that's kind of his next question and then he's using the image of uh, 
of, of embroideries and, and sewing. So the cloth that she wants to, like, the cloth is the, the wow of the nuns. And then why did she not draw the thread fully through the whole cloth? She replies, a perfect life, great virtue, have enshrined a lady high above, she said, whose rule decides the cloak and veil of some on earth, who wish till death to wake and sleep beside the, that bridegroom who accepts all vows of love, confirming to his pleasure. From the world I fled as a young girl to follow her, and in her habits rule I closed myself and pledged to always follow her in practice. So this is, her, she talks about uh, going to the convent and becoming a nun. The lady high above is Saint Claire, and she is uh, the founder of the Franciscan order of the poor Clares. So this was the first Franciscan convent for, for women, and she founded it with Saint Francis. It was later um, kind of acknowledged and, and made official by the Pope. Then she, then she continues, Then men, acquainted less with love than hate, took me by force away from that sweet fold, and God alone knows what my life became. So then men, this, this is her brother, who took her out of the convent and married her into another family. And then Picarda continues, This other radiance, here to my right, who shows herself to you as she shines full with all the light of our love sphere, well knows from her own life what my own words can mean. She was a sister too, from her head too, they ripped the shadow of our holy whale. She talks about another one of the, of the souls in the group, and that she knows the same, and then when she said, the shadow of our holy veil is because if they are taken out of the convent by force, they might take the physical veil away, but, but still spiritually, like they keep it. So the physical one is a shadow of the spiritual one. But even when forced back into the world, against her will, against her sacred vows, she always wore the veil over her heart. She is the light of the great Empress Constanza. So this is a big historical person. So Constanza was the queen of Sicily, and she was also the empress of the Holy Roman Empire. She was married to Henry VI. So she continues. Who wed to Swabia's second gust of wind bore him the third and final gust of power. So Swabia or Swabia is a dukedom in, in the southern part of today's Germany, uh, or Bavaria, and then so it was also part of, of uh, France and, and Switzerland and Austria and northern Italy. And from that dukedom, they had three emperors of the Holy Roman Empire. And this was uh, Frederick Barbarossa, and then Henry VI, and then Frederick VII. So Henry... The sixth was the, the second of three princes from, from the, the, that dynasty that became emperors. So that's why he calls it the second gust of wind. And then with Empress Constanza, they have then Frederick II, which is the third 
and final gust of power. So it's the third and last uh, person from, from that region, that dynasty, that became emperor. And then also Empress Constanza was said to have been a nun before she was forced out to marry uh, Henry VI. These words she spoke, and then she started Ave Maria to sing, and singing disappeared as something sinking in deep waters fades. And I, who had been fixed upon her form until she vanished, turned and set my eyes upon the greater mark of my desire. In Beatrice I was all absorbed, but her light flashed so deep into my eyes I could not bear the sight, and so at first I found it difficult to question her. And this is the end of the third canto. So the last point there is, he's, he's looking back at Beatrice, but she's kind of more radiant, and this is... Uh, constant theme that the energy and the love and the beauty and the brightness is increasingly stronger in every canto through the whole of the paradise so we are this is all a part of establishing the feeling of being in, in paradise that is something that's increasing it's growing in in strength and love and we this is reflected through through beatrice and then every time dante is looking at her so uh and it also then goes back to the opening of the whole book, which again was the English one. The glory of the one who moves all things penetrates all the universe, reflecting in one part more and in another less. So the divine light and the divinity is, is uh, spread in kind of varying degrees around around the whole of the universe. And then you see now it's increasing as they as we move along into the paradise, it's increasing. Uh, there's also one little thing here with um, the original in Italian with the opening. Uh, it has a very nice sound to it, and there's a little meaning in there that's important. So in Italian it would be La gloria di colui che tutto muove per l'universo penetra e risplende in una parte più e meno altrove. So this is the glory of he who moves all things through the universe penetrates Risplende. This is translated to reflected, but splende is to shine brightly. Like splende is kind of it's, uh, it's shining. Risplende is even more. It's like uh, a luminosity uh, particularly brilliant and living. And it's also uh, yes, especially intense. So this is the original is more that this, this glory and the light is an very intensely spreading in its brightness in through all and penetrates the whole of the universe in some parts more and some parts less so this is you're just spending some time on this because like the tercets in each book the opening is very important to, and it frames the whole book so the, in some sense, this is the little frame that <laughs> the whole story is growing within. And we understand more and more what it means. So, uh, that's the last part for today. And I um, uh, hope some of this was interesting. Uh, this is one of the shortest ones. So, this is just 130 lines. 
but it's a it's a kind of a relief it's uh filled with like, beauty and love and a bit more kind of smaller scale and with a couple of people and uh the really big thoughts are kind of resting in this in this canto okay so uh then we're gonna stop and and so i hope some of this was interesting and also inspiring and as always thank you so much for listening and have a great day Thank you.